Hey, fam. Hello, 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 hello. Family, I have a word. I'm about to turn this channel on because I can tell it's about to get hot in here. So, um, family, I got a word for y'all from the Lord today. We're going to just get right into this word in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Lord, he said to me this morning, he says, tell my children, are you ready? Are you ready to be revealed? Are you ready to see you? Are you ready to see what has been hidden within you? Are you ready? Says the Lord. And oh, it blessed me when he said it, Joy. It blessed me. Okay. It just blessed me. I, okay. Let's just let's just get into this. I'm gonna write down a little bit of what the Lord said to me, and then we're gonna go into the scriptures. He it says, It's your time to be revealed. Are you ready? And that's it. That's all I got that the Lord said. But then I got scriptures, hallelujah, that the Lord told me to come and bring forth to his children. But really ask yourself, are you ready to see what's been hidden? Hallelujah. Are you ready in the name of Jesus? So the first thing I want to take you to is John 8. Because I want to give you a little backstory, okay, about my life. Shorty has been rejected <laughs> a, a, a couple times. I'm going to say that. In my life, I have been rejected. I have not been. I, I, I'm not going to say, like, I have friends. I had associates. I, I don't even know how to, how to word this. Lord, you put your words in my mouth out there. I have went through the rejection. I have been looked over. I have been treated as if I didn't exist, if I didn't matter. I've been treated like that. I have been treated like I'm not the daughter of the king. I have been treated like that before. And the Lord, he had to bring this to me. And now I'm bringing it to you. Hallelujah. So I want to... Oh, Jesus. Yes. Hold on. Okay. Let's go to John 8, verse 59. It says, at this point, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. Now, you feel like people have put you in certain situations where they have gave you a spiritual stoning hallelujah they have put word curses on you they have said things to you that made your heart hard that made your heart not receptive you couldn't understand why you were were being rejected you can't understand why you have always felt like the outcast but the lord is saying I had to do that to protect you. I had to do that because if you knew who you were and I let people know who you were, you would have been destroyed. You would have been destroyed. I had to hide it from you. I had to hide it from them. But the time is coming, says the Lord, where all things hidden shall be revealed. So when the Lord gave me this word, I was just like, Jesus, Jesus, because listen, he's just good. And we can see, if you go up to like verse 54, it says, Jesus answered, if I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it's my father who will glorify me. You say he is our God, but you don't even know him. 
I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. Hallelujah. So the people, the Lord was telling the people the truth. But their heart wasn't receptive to the truth. They didn't want to hear it. And it's the same thing with people in your life. They weren't receptive to the truth. They didn't like to hear the truth. They enjoyed lies. So you were naturally rejected because you are the child of the most high God. You have the truth that is within you. So people can't just receive the truth because they like a lie. But it's time to reveal who you truly are, says the Lord. I just keep hearing that. It's time to reveal who you truly are. Hallelujah. I want to take you to Luke 8. And let's go down to verse 17. And it says... Um, for all that is secret will be eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. So those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Hallelujah. And it's a lot there. It's a lot there that we can pull out in the name of Jesus. But it's the time. Where all things hidden shall be revealed. It is the time for the great unveiling. For you to see who the true sons and daughters of God is. It's the time. It's the time. The Bible says that that all of creation is like moaning and waiting, groaning for the for the reveal of God's true sons and daughters. And that time is now. It's time to be revealed. I'm going to keep saying it because I need you to get it. It's time for you to be revealed. It's time for this good work that God has done within you to be revealed. Hallelujah. And. One thing the Lord has said to me when I, when I was like, glory to God, and I told you I'll hold on for a second. I was writing something down. And the Lord said, it's time for me to shine my light on them. Who, Jesus? He said, it's time for me to shine my light on them. Hallelujah. Because you see right here, it says, and everything that is concealed will be brought to the light and made known to all. It's time for the Lord to do this good thing. It's time for him to do it. It's time to show off his children. Hallelujah. It's time for it. Hallelujah. I know people, you have probably heard this before, but after Jesus was baptized, the heavens was opened. Hallelujah. We can go there real quick because I want to show you something in the name of Jesus. And hold on, let me go. Hold on. Okay, I want to read you. Let's go to Matthew 3 really quick. And it says, let's go to verse 15. But Jesus said, it should be done for... It should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After 
after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. And that is how the Lord feels about you. You are his child and you bring him great joy. Don't think that in this season of your wilderness that God has forsaken you, that God has stopped loving you, that God, that God just turned his back on you, but know that he is strengthening you. Know that he was building your character. Know that he was building your, your spiritual muscles. Know that you were being pruned and purified, but now it's time for God to announce before everybody, this is my daughter and you bring me great joy. This is my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Now it's time to do that. Now it's time for you to be revealed, says the Lord. Now it's time for it. <laughs> and this word is just so good, y'all, because God is so good, y'all. Hallelujah. And um, I want to take you back to um, John 8 real quick, right? Hold on, was it John 8? Hold on, y'all. Okay, yes, it's John 8. Let's go to verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such a testimony is not valid. Jesus told them these claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness and my father who sent me is the other. Where is your father? They asked. Jesus answered, since you don't know who I am, you don't know who you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you will also know my father. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the, in the section of the temple known as the treasury. But he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. He was not arrested yet because his time had not come. And we read, I believe it was the last episode. We read in Ecclesiastes, it's a time for everything. It's a time for everything. Hallelujah. And the time that we are living in right now is a time where God has, is making all things beautiful. And it's time. Hallelujah. And that's what the Lord is doing. He is doing a good, mighty work in his children. And now we are living in the time where you will see all things made beautiful in the name of Jesus. Right? Jesus knew in this verse, who he was. The, and the father backed up who Jesus was. And it's the same way with the Lord. You know who you are. You know whose you are. And you ain't going to let nobody take that from you. Because you know whose you are. 
It doesn't matter what people think in their human minds about you. It's not about that. It's about what God said about you. It's about God saying that you bring him great joy. It's about that. It's not about what no other human has to say about you. Do you hear your sis? It's not nothing that a human can say about you because all it is is human understanding. Hallelujah. Doesn't nobody know the father's heart towards you like the father does? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? So when I was speaking to the Lord, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, I need an examples of who is hitting. Like, give me, I need somebody that's hitting, Lord. And he gave me two people. And the first person I want to go to, right? Well, hold on. Let's go back to Luke 8 real quick. Because it was. So, I told you that it was so much in that that we could take out. And it's one more thing I want to take out of that. And then we're going to go to Luke 1. Let's go back to Luke 18. Um, let's go to verse 18. So pay attention to how you hear to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. Pay attention to what you hear. That's something I wanted to pull out. Pay attention to what you hear. You ask the Lord to give you ears that hear what his spirit is speaking. It's not about what man says. It's not about what a mere human is saying to you, but it's about what the spirit of God is speaking to you. Do you hear me? To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. That's like when you go into a church and you feel like because you're sitting there, now you feel holy. You feel like because you go to church and you go to Bible study, you holy. Hallelujah. But are you in church hearing? Are you in church listening? Because more understanding will be given to you when you're hearing what the Spirit is speaking. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? It's about intimacy with the father. Scriptures say, right, that praises are come from people's mouth, but their hearts are far from me. You could be praising God with your mouth, but you thinking about what you're going to do when you get up out of church. Your heart is far from him. Are you focused on the Lord? Are you focused on him? Hallelujah. Are you focused on the Lord? And another thing, I know we I, we were saying that uh, I was going to go to Luke 1, and we are. But let's go to um, Luke chapter 4 real quick. And let's go down to verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports spread about him quickly through the whole region. Hallelujah. When Jesus came out of the wilderness, he was equipped with everything he needed. That's what the Bible says. He was equipped with everything he needed once he stepped out of the wilderness. And it's the same way with you. Everything that you need, you have been equipped with in this wilderness. Everything that the Lord has taught you, everything, every miracle, every sign, every wonder has equipped you for where the Lord is placing you. Do you hear me? Be not afraid of what is about to happen because listen, it says quickly. The word was spread throughout the region, the whole region. Quickly, people began to know who Jesus was because he had the father who, who told everybody who he was. The the wilderness is necessary. Though your wilderness is necessary. Do you hear me? Listen, in the wilderness, 
It don't feel good in the wilderness. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, the wilderness season is... No, it don't feel good in the wilderness, okay? But let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about my God. That wilderness is very necessary because when you hungry and the Lord gives you manna, hallelujah. When you thirsty and he gives you water from the rock, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. That it that that explains it in all. When you are hungry, the Lord feeds you with his word. That's why the wilderness is so necessary. You just feeling like, why am I losing everything? But it's the Lord. He's stripping you because he's taking you to a newer height. You're going to a different level of glory. So you have to, even though it doesn't look like glory, you have to know you are going to a new level of glory because you are going to see the glory of God. Family, listen, I didn't know the wilderness was like the wilderness till I got in the wilderness. And then I was like, what happened? Like, why are these things happening? But it was so necessary. I had to see that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Lord your God. Do you hear me? I had to see that. The Lord had to show it to me. That's why it was necessary. The Lord had to take me away from the crowd. Because the crowd didn't receive me. Just like we just read in John 8 verse 59. The crowd didn't receive Jesus. They didn't receive him. They was trying to stone him. Because they couldn't receive him. And in my wilderness, the Lord had to teach me about myself. I had to remove you from people because they don't receive you. They can't hear you because they're not equipped to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear a lie. And I'm here to tell this to somebody because this is for you. You have to be taken from the crowd because they can't receive you. Stop wondering why people rejected you, but just know this rejection is for your protection. Just know that it's because of who lives inside of you that you have to be removed. You have to know that greater he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. So when you're sitting around people of the world, it's always going to be an imbalance there because greater he that is in you. So when you don't know a thing about yourself, but people can see it, right? So you, you don't see the light in you, but people can see it. What they'll try to do is they'll try to dim your light. They'll try to turn your light down. They'll try to destroy your light. They will try to kill your light because it's something they can't have. They can't have the light that you carry. I'm not saying people can't have the light, but people don't want to go through the necessary requirements to access the light. Do you get that? Some people, as soon as the fire gets a little hot, they they turn a bow to the statue. Not everybody wants to go in the furnace. Hallelujah. Not everybody trusts God that when he throws you into this furnace, you will come out untouched. So some people, when they see the fire, they just bow because it's comfortable. But it's something peculiar about you. It's something peculiar about you. And if you know the, the word of God, he says we are a peculiar people. So it's something peculiar about you that makes people have jealousy. Because they're saying, well, why you think you think you so good because you went in the fire. But all you did was trust God. All you did was trust in his word. It's the same thing that other people could do. But it's because. 
they are not peculiar. <laughs> they can try to get peculiar, but they they, 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 they they just see the intimidation and they just leave it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that was for somebody, okay? <laughs> um, I want to keep reading um, Luke 4. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it, this was written. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you just have you just heard has been fulfilled this very day everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips how can this be they asked isn't this joseph's son then he said you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb quote me this proverb physicians heal yourself meaning do miracles here in your own hometown like those you did in capernaum but i tell you the truth no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly, there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to the foreigner, a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha. But the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. And you see in this verse, right? Not everybody wants the move of God. All Jesus was doing was fulfilling scriptures. All he was saying that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's all Jesus was saying. It's just, it's time. It's time for, for, for you to see God's favor in your life. I've come here to show you the good news. That's all he was saying. But people had a, had a, um, a vain imagination. Isn't that Joseph's son? Isn't that this? Isn't that that? But honestly, it was because their heart was hardened. Because God would, he says that God is the witness. And and Jesus is the other witness. That Jesus is the son of God. They both agree. So really what they were doing is rejecting what they were being prompted by the Lord. The Lord was revealing himself to them, but they didn't want to receive that. Right? So we see that. As him saying, you know, I can't, I can't do nothing here because I'm not going to be rejected. When you see in the scriptures before, a prophet is never accepted in his own hometown. And so it is. People have a, a imagination of who they think you are, but it's just because you're, you can't be received there. You know, you just can't. 
So people, what they try to do is once, once they, they, once people, I was listening to a preacher talk about this. Once people lose the, uh, the argument spiritually, once you're in a debate spiritually and people can't um when then they begin to try to attack your character then they get an attitude and they want to try to start hitting below the belt because now you can't you cannot deny the fact that i'm a child of god so the next thing you can do is try to insult me that's the next thing you could try to do because you can't do nothing else because the spirit has bore witness that i am the child of god and that's the way that you have to be yes some people they they want to have something to say aren't you this aren't you that but let me tell you something you are a child of the most high god i don't care what you used to do in them streets you god has did a good work in you you are a child of the most high god walk in that walk in that knowing who you are and when i say who you are i mean whose you are you are the child of the living god who jesus all right now we're gonna go to luke uh (laughs) chapter one um let's go to verse 39 a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Who, hallelujah. But I want to go up a little higher. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, hold on. Okay, let's go up to verse 24. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. So God has been giving you these promises. And you have been pregnant with the promises of God. You know God has been speaking to you and he has been telling you. You know that God has great plans for you. Hallelujah. But then it seems like as soon as you got this this promise as soon as you got pregnant with this promise now it feels like you have been taken away from everybody you have been put in seclusion you're seeing everything going going as usual around you but it's like you feel secluded you just looking around like well dang i got promises over my life but i'm just sitting here but it was it's because God has been protecting this baby. You see how Elizabeth went into seclusion? God was protecting the baby within her. Hallelujah. There were certain things that Elizabeth couldn't do because she was pregnant. It was orders that Elizabeth had to follow because she was pregnant. Hallelujah. You can go up and you can see it. It says, hold on. It says. It says, he must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. And it's promises that the Lord has given you. And he's saying these promises are spirit filled. That's why I had to protect it. I couldn't just give you this promise and send you out to the world. I had to protect within you. Because we know if we keep reading the scriptures, when Mary walked into the room, Hallelujah. We can go down because I want to say it exactly like like it says. Okay. And it says, 
She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And uh, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a great a glad cry and explained to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Hallelujah. It was about Elizabeth was in seclusion because it was an encounter Elizabeth needed to have. It was the fact that Mary, God does things in order. It was necessary for Mary to come into the home because Mary, at the sound of her voice, Elizabeth and her baby was filled with the spirit. And it's the same thing with your promise. The Lord is like, I needed you to, I needed you to be in the exact place at the exact time that I have preordained over your life. Because once you have this, um, interaction, it's, it's another word I'm looking for. Lord, what is this? What is this uh, word I am looking for? Father in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But once you have this um this interaction with the spirit, that's what the Lord is saying. I've I've been placing you in this spot because I needed my spirit to come upon you in a strong, mighty way. Hallelujah, says the Lord. I needed my spirit to bear witness with you. Hallelujah. That's why I needed my spirit to bear witness with you. I put you in seclusion because I am going to reveal you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mary didn't know how her baby was going to be filled with the spirit, but God gave Zachariah an order. That baby going to be filled with the spirit of God before he's even born. But this, she didn't know it was going to be Mary. It was going to be at just Mary greeting her. Hello. Hello. She just walked in the house. Hey, everybody. And now she, they just filled with the spirit of God. That was necessary. John was John the Baptist was a great man. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? It was very necessary that for the calling over his life for Mary to walk in. The Lord had to protect that baby within Elizabeth's womb because it was it, it had he has a great calling over his life. And I'm saying this, I need you to get it about yourself. God has been protecting you because it's a great baby within your womb. Hallelujah. But if you keep going, right? And you um, go down to verse 57. It says, when it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When it was time for Elizabeth to push this baby out, everyone was able to rejoice with her because it was her time. It was her set time to be favored by the Lord. It was a set time for the Lord to reveal this baby that has been within her. People have seen how merciful that the Lord has been towards Elizabeth. Hallelujah. So now it was time for everybody to rejoice with her. But it all started with her season of being hidden. It all started with that. Mary, when you read it, Mary went into a season of being hidden went until it was her set time. God has a set time to favor his children. I'm going to give you that scripture in a second. Hallelujah. When the baby was eight days old, they came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zachariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What they exclaimed, there is no one in your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet and to everyone's surprise, he wrote his name is John. Instantly, Zachariah could speak again and he began praising God. 
All fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. And that's how it is with the promises of God. People want to stick in a traditional mindset of a human. What do you mean you're going to name this baby John? What do you mean God blessed you with something? Like God gave you these promises. Ain't nobody in your family like that. Ain't nobody in your family named John. What you mean you going to do that? But do you see how in, in everything that happened... Like, Zachariah couldn't speak until the baby was born because God is like, no, you're not putting your words on this. Just because you don't believe, I'm going to still do it because I got a plan, okay? So, even with all these things that happen, people see that this baby is something different because we got two old people. The mom was in seclusion. Now, the dad couldn't speak, but now we see this product of just supernatural and that's how it is when people see you. They're going to see you and be like, the Lord's hand was surely upon you in a special way. It was surely upon you in a special way because I don't understand it. It says, all gripped the people. People were in awe of what happened. All fell upon It says all fell upon the whole neighborhood and the news of what had happened had spread throughout the Judean hills. It, it's just... People, God is about to use you to blow people's minds. They thought one thing about you, but God says, I have concealed my child for this set time. Hallelujah. Another thing I want to read is Exodus 34. Give you just a second. We're getting Exodus 34, verse 35. Hold on, wait, let's go up a little higher. Mm. Uh, hold on, wait, I, I need to, hold on, give me a second. All right, first, let's go up higher, because I love this. Let's go to Exodus 34, we here. But let's go to verse 4 first. So Moses chiseled out two tablets of stone like the first ones. Early in the morning, he climbed Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him. So you see, Moses spent a lot of intimate time in the Lord's presence, in front of the Lord's face, getting instructions, getting commands from the Lord, right? And he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Moses, a lot of time, he was secluded. He was secluded. Then he would go back down and tell people what they, what he got from the Lord. And then he would go back. And it's the same thing in your life. You have been secluded. You have been going and spending prayer time. And then going back. And spraying prayer time. And going back. In the name of Jesus. This is for somebody. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him. And he called out his own name. Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses calling out Yahweh the Lord the God of compassion and mercy I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations I forgive iniquity rebellion and sin but I do not excuse the guilty I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren the entire family is affected even children in the third and fourth generations 
Hallelujah. But do you see how Moses had an encounter with the Lord? His, he was set apart for this encounter with the Lord. Hallelujah. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worship. And he said, oh, Lord, if it is true that I have found favor with you, then travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people. But please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possessions. Hallelujah. The Lord replied, listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. Hallelujah. And the Lord is speaking in that, that scripture right there. That is a right now word. The Lord is saying, I'm going to read it again. He says, um, he says, I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power. I will be displayed for you. That I will display for you who Jesus right there. That is the word right there. Yo, he is speaking to his people today. God is good and ready to show the world who he is through you by what he is doing for you. People will see that you are his people, that you are his chosen child. People are going to see that about you. Hallelujah. But I want to go down, right? As we see after that. You know, he, 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 he comes back down and it says, um, it says when Moses, that's verse 29. When Moses came down Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had became radiant because he spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them and asked Aaron and all the leaders of the community to come over. And he talked with them. Then all the people of Israel approached him. And Moses gave them all the instructions that the Lord had given him on, the, on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. But whenever he went into the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he would remove the veil until he came out again. Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him. And the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face. So he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. It is this encounter with God that he is going to change you from the inward, and then you're going to see it in the outward. Hallelujah. When the Lord does a thing, when the Lord speaks, things happen. Things begin to shift when the Lord speaks. And people are going to see that the hand of God is upon you. People are going to see this radiant glow about you. Do you hear me? Yes, it's the spiritually, but also people are going to see it naturally. Hallelujah. People are going to know. It says, and the people of Israel will see the radiant glow of his face. People are going to know that you are the child of the most high God. Who Jesus? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Who Jesus? Let's go to second Corinthians. Let's go to second Corinthians chapter three. Let's start at verse seven. The glory of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Because then the Lord said, I'm making a covenant. Then the Lord told me, I'm going to make a covenant with my people. 
The old way with the laws etched in stone led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? If the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which makes us right with God? In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the people of Israel will not see the glory even though it was destined to fade away, but the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writing, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away for the Lord is spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of those who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Who Jesus who Jesus, mm, he doing something, y'all. He is doing something. God is doing something and I can feel it in my spirit. Hallelujah. I can feel it in my spirit that God is doing something with his people. Who Jesus. Yes, God. Who he is so good, y'all. He is so good because his words are true. His words are true and they are the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Who? All right. So, um. I wanted to read, let me get you another, I got like two more Bible verses I want to read with y'all and then that's it. Yes, this is going to be um out. Hold up. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 3. And let's go to verse 11. And it says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for his own time. Hallelujah. He has planted eternity in a human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is doing it hallelujah god is making everything beautiful in its own time it's time for god to do do the beauty from within to without people are just going to see the beauty within you from the inside out because god has done a good work in you and now he is revealing you to his people hallelujah he to the world but he revealing you to his people this is my dearly loved child who brings me great joy that's what the lord's heart is towards you do you believe it mm, jesus jesus and it's one more bible verse i wanted to read you hold on give us a second 
Let's go to Psalms 102. And let's go to verse 13. You will arise and have mercy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go to verse 12. But you, O Lord, will sit on your throne forever. Your fame will endure to every generation. You will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. And now it's time to, to pity her. Now is your time. It's now is your time you promised to help her. Hallelujah. Now is your time. The time you promised to help her. Now is the time that God is fulfilling his promises to his people. Your set time has come. When you read it in the um in the KJV, it says, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time of favor, for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. Hallelujah. You said time has come for God to favor you, to do what he has promised to do. It's time for it. In the name of Jesus, receive it and take this back to the Father in the name of Jesus because it's your set time. It's the set time for God to do what he promised to you. Hallelujah. Receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord say rest. Now it's time to rest and receive what I have said I would do. Hallelujah. He has been seeing you up at night toiling. He has been seeing you up at night trying to figure out how. He has been seeing how you have been stressed and how the anxiety and how the worry and how how doubt has crept up. He has seen all these things and now it's time to say. Now it's time to see the Lord do it for you. Now it's time for you to rest. Now it's time for you to rest and let the Lord take over. Now it's time for the supernatural to take over in the name of Jesus. You tried it your way. Now it's for you to see God's way. Hallelujah. Now it's time to see Yah's way. Who in the name of Jesus? Now it's time you tried your way. Now it's time to time to see Yahweh. Now it's time to see what Yahweh can do. Who Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go right back to Ecclesiastes really quick. And verse 11. And it says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for his own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the work the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. You just can't see God's work from beginning to end, but know that right here, right now, that God is saying that I am doing a good work in you, and it is I who is going to bring it out for the world to see. Now it's time for me to favor you, says the Lord. Now it's time for people to see you are my dearly loved child, says the Lord. Believe and trust in who I said I am, and know that I have a plan. Know that I am a promise keeper. Know that I am a miracle worker. Know that I am going to hold you up with my victorious right hand, says the Lord. Now it's time for everybody to see who you are. Hallelujah. Receive this in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just go on to prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just come into your courts, Lord, just thanksgiving and praise because you are worthy. Hallelujah, Father. You are worthy. And I thank you for what you are about to do. Lord, I'm praying that you prepare all of our hearts for this move of God. I'm praying 
Father, in the name of Jesus, that you prepare our minds for this move of God that you are about to do in our lives, Father. I'm praying that the supernatural takes over in each and every one of your children's lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you get all the glory, Father, because you deserve the glory, because you are worthy, Lord. In the name of Jesus, and I want to thank you for the work that you have done in each and every one of your children, which you have done in my life, Lord. I want to thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I want to honor you, Father, because you are so worthy of it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Who, Jesus? And I'm praying that each one of my brothers and sisters receives your rest. They let they sit back and they see what you do. Hallelujah. And they allow you to work, Lord. That they take their hands off of it, Father. And they let your spirit move. Hallelujah. They take their limitations off of you, Father. In the name of Jesus. That they take their minds off of you, Lord. Not in a bad way, Lord. I'm not saying that they don't think about you. But I'm talking about trying to figure you out, Father. In the name of Jesus. That's what I mean, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I know you know what I mean. I'm just saying it for the people in the back, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, because you are mighty, Lord. You are a mighty God, and I thank you. I thank you that you have chosen your people, Father. I thank you that the set time to favor your children is now. I thank you that you are keeping your promises that you have swore to our ancestors, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this land that you are giving us that's flowing with milk and honey, Father, and I pray that each one of my brothers and sisters is in receive mode and they are not afraid of anything in their land but they know that their God is going before them. Who Jesus they know that you are going before them and you will make a way in the in the wilderness hallelujah Lord I pray that they know it. I pray that they know that, they, that you will make a pathway into this promised land Lord and nothing can injure them Father in the name of Jesus and that's in Jesus mighty name that I pray. Amen. <laughs> The Lord is, I heard the Lord just speak. He said, anoint your head with oil. The Lord is saying, anoint your head with oil. When you wake up in the morning, anoint your head with oil. If you don't have anointing oil, get you some oil. The Lord's spirit will lead you into all truth to pray over your oil, right? Pray over your anointing oil and anoint your head with oil hallelujah and let the spirit of god take over do you hear me in the name of jesus and watch watch this powerful hand of god that is about to be poured out over your life watch how god is about to move because it's about to be a big and mighty way who jesus when god does a thing he comes to show up and show out god comes to show up and to show out do you hear me and that's what he is about to do for his children show up and show out in jesus name who jesus i love y'all so 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 much let's say this together most importantly Jesus loves you. Bye.